Welcome to the Inner Athlete Podcast, where we discuss all things youth athlete development and youth mentoring. You know, and, and if parents can understand, you know, the power of protein, of good carbs, good fats, you know what I mean, for the for the for their kid, and also hydration as well. Are they fluing up as well? Do you know what I mean? Are they are they getting you know the right hydration in? You know, are they drinking water throughout the whole day? You know what I mean? You can even get down to the stage of you know hydration monitoring, which which what I do, like at the club that I work for through the high level ones, I weigh everyone, you know, when they first rock up to the game day, they take their weight. And then after they do that, they take their weight after. And then we see how many kilos they've lost. And then we replenish that with water, you know, 1.5 liters of water every um, kilo of body weight they've lost. Wow. You know I mean? Yeah. Pardon? That's a lot. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Yeah. So it's like things like that, like they can also do that as well. They go, cool. You know, the kid, they, they can even weigh themselves before they leave home. Do you know what I mean? And they weigh themselves when they get when they get back home and they go, you know, a little Jimmy lost three kilos because it was 30 degree heat. And he never had any water half time. You know, he went straight on the on the sacks. So, you know, like if you look at these little three things, when we didn't even talk about anything about athlete development, nothing about strength, speed, power. All we spoke about was recovery, nutrition, and hydration. You do those three and talk about all for me. That is key to be manager and then prolong things, your likelihood of injury will decrease, especially your soft tissue injury as well. Yeah, I think that's a big one. There's like, is, we've just, you've just mentioned all the things off the pitch and out of the gym. Yeah. It's like, and then the best, the best way I have to explain it is like, all right, what are you doing? It's like, how many hours of training do you spend? Most people, most kids, depending on the sport, could be between five and eight hours. Maybe it's for soccer, uh, swimming, could be 20 hours a week. And then obviously you've got school on top of that, which is another, what, 35 hours. And you add another you know, two hours a day, an hour a day of study. So it'd be, that's like a full-time job, essentially, for kids now at school. And then how, how many, then you can figure out from there, there's only 168 hours in a week. So what have you spend the most time doing, whether it's, you know, sitting down and eating, whether it's uh, sleeping, which are the two big things, right, that we actually require in order to survive and also hydration status as well there's three things you know our body's made up of you know you can correct me if i'm wrong about between 64 to 68 percent water yeah right? yeah so it's it's just like once we once you kind of tick those boxes everything else all the training performance high level your retention of skills technical stuff that all gets further heightened you're driving adaptations from the gym, strength, power, speed, improved tissue quality, faster uh, contractile rates, whatever it may be, reduce fatigability as well. Then you stack. Then you're really stacking your chips in your favor at that point. And I think the message is it's still slow. And I think we don't. And I think one of the issues is we don't have the same education when it comes around nutrition as as it comes around like what do kids learn in school? English writing. Right, which is which is practical skills for the workforce, but they're not making you they're not practical skills to be a fully functional athlete or human being. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So I always like to say it's like, hey, let's get the human being functioning well first, then everything else can look after itself, like the student and the athlete will that will look after itself based on what you're actually doing as well. So I think the, the biggest the biggest issue is yeah, it's the education around sleep. We know that's really important. I know a lot of the kids that I hear of might be on the devices really late at night. So incorporating a sleep routine, as I've seen, is the biggest 
biggest change. I think it's been a bit of a game changer, especially for parents as well. Um, eight, you know, eight eight o'clock, devices are out, they're off, or the alarm is set, set, forget. Then they're spending an hour, hour and a half getting ready, you know, for the night and the next day. That's why I've seen it's a real big change. And then incorporating some sort of red light as well. So instead of using, you know, the normal fluorescent LED lights, incorporate uh, so fluorescent lights, incorporating um, some red lights to actually get the circadian rhythm on so on time, but also getting them to read a book as well. Something they actually particularly want to read. I think it's a real key thing um, yeah, as well. Educate. I try to educate, you know, a lot of my athletes in the same way, you know, especially the devices, the phone. Like I tell them, put your alarm on, put your phone on charge, do whatever you want to do, but put your phone away where you actually can't, can't actually just go back to it in three seconds, like mm -hmm. next to your pillow. And then you're back up for one hour, you saw a message and then, something triggered you, put it away, you know, just rest, you know, just control, you know, get your ner surgical nervous system down. You know what I mean? Go to bed, get a good night's sleep. You know, like we said before, so many wearables, you can actually track everything and you just kind of go from there. Yeah. Then speed in the nutrition part as well. Once you go to bed, nice sleep, you're actually, it will have your hunger signals will kick in a lot more as well. So first thing in the morning, you actually be able to have a proper breakfast. Um, then what I have noticed is when kids actually have, get their sleep on track, then their nutrition starts to improve as well. Their grades actually start to improve. So this is an incentive for parents, right? If you want your kids' kids' grades to improve, work on the sleep, then they'll help possibly impact the nutrition. They'll start to eat better. Their training performance will improve, but also their retention from school actually starts to improve as well. And they perform better. And then also helps to better regulate their mood as well. And this is where I've seen kids get in trouble because they've skipped breakfast, they have like a nut bar at recess, they have a ham and cheese sandwich at lunch, and by 2.30, they're ready to nod off and go to sleep. True. So seeing that completely changing a lot of kids here as well. And just their focus as well that I've picked up on, you know, their focus to for the task as well, it's so much better. And obviously we know, like even just leaving the kids in sport, when people get fatigued, what happens? Right, mistakes happen through the roof. Focus goes out the window. But then all these three little things that we spoke about go such a long way. And you're playing the sport, you'll make a better decision. Mm. Then I then opposed to someone that slept three hours, hadn't had breakfast, you know, skipped lunch, had dinner, you know what I mean, didn't drink any water. Then if you look at some of the best athletes in the world, I think majority of athletes would be very relatively disciplined. I guess during the off season, pre season, in season, where they're actually looking after themselves, they're making sure they're getting the right training in, eating well. They're doing that majority of the time also. It's these top level athletes. So I wish I wish professional athletes would actually showcase more of that. And that would be really cool to actually see more of that and actually that becoming more like a like a, a mainstream thing of athletes showing what they do on a daily basis, you know, you know going to bed at a normal time, getting up early, you know, getting up at a relatively normal time as well. You know, might have your normal routine. I think Scott Pendlebury, he did his morning routine um, quite recently as well. He promoted it on social media. So it'd be good to see a lot of these top-level athletes. And a lot of kids will actually start to emulate that. And I think role models is a real key component to it. So if you do have a specific athlete that you do follow, you know, the path of success is already paved, right? You just need to walk it. So in that case you may just pick up on little things or what they're doing outside of their training, whether they're, they're getting their sleep, they're getting their nutrition right, and then 
everything else from what your coach is actually doing will start to look after that perspective. So it's the behaviors that we can pick up on, not specific, just the exercise that you see on Instagram that they're doing. It's actually the the specific, their behaviors is what yeah. we want them to em- emulate. And and going back one more step, we spoke about, you know, you spoke about Scott Pendlebury saying about his, his routine. But then if you people listening and they're not sure, Scott Pendlebury got picked up from Collingwood by playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Right. And see how that correlated, you know, to him being a really good football player and what the person that, you know, picked him up and um, whoever was the scout saw the ability of him, you know, being in and out, you know, the basketball, you know what I mean, weaving, you know what I mean, being very good in close distance. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. See how that sport changed over. See you, bro. Yeah, there's, he- there's heaps of examples like that where, the, you know, I think Jordan Maialata plays for Philadelphia Eagles um, and he was, he played in the NRL, but he also said he was too big to play NRL. So he actually went overseas, US, trained up to be the offensive lineman and now he's starting five for Philadelphia Eagles and he's played in the Super Bowl as well. Unfortunately, he's yeah. down on the most recent Super Bowl win, but... Yeah, he's a kid that played one sport and had to transfer, transfer the skills and the physical prowess in order to transfer across to play a different sport. Spot on, bro. Spot on, 100%. And that's why, like, kids are young. Don't just, you know, they get to 15, 16, you kind of know, all right, cool. It's really, it's really the kid who wants to take that sport to the next level. You know what I mean? Because when they're young, they're like, yeah, I want to do this. I want to become the next Ronaldo, the next Messi, you know, back for, you know, Gary Ablett Jr. But then again, when they get older, like, do they still have that same drive? Mm. Because we need to install the behaviours. That's that's what continues the moving forward when the drive is lacking. Yeah. It's, if they're, if, it's like, for example, right, this is a, the best part of like motivation, right? We know it's like a roller coaster, ebbs and flows all the time. When I say to the members here, they start off, and you see this all the time, new consoles coming in through the door. So, like, yeah, when can I get started? I'm like, I got some members like, oh, I want to train five days a week. I'm like, cool, we're going to start with two because we know what it, we've seen it so many times before where they're so keen, but they just don't really understand what they're going into as well. So, it's more about installing the behavior of them wanting to come in and then, them like, all right, I don't feel as sore. I feel a little bit sore, which is okay. So I'll come in the next day, right? So they come in and then they continue to build upon that behavior. It's when we gradually build upon small behaviors that become larger over time, it becomes our norm. And this is where I think that a lot of young kids really do have the opportunity, but aren't aware of what behaviors they're installing themselves, are they consistent? Are they, you know, the sleep? Are they getting into their routine? I talk about this with all the kids that I coach offline and online as well. It's like, whatever you do, stack the chips in your favor on a daily basis because it just becomes muscle memory. Like you don't even need to think about it. You can spend your time focusing and put all that energy into your training sessions and on the pitch or on the field, wherever it is, because you've installed behaviors and it doesn't require you to make these drastic changes. And because you have these behaviors in place, if something does happen, you'll have the mental capacity in order to make those changes as well. Because that's the hardest thing to change is someone's behavior. And like what we said, motivation only gets you so far. Discipline is what takes over. 
that motivation will wear off in two, three weeks. And me and you, Trent, were exactly the same. I get the exact same thing. Oh, I'm coming in five days a week off season. So I don't want you here five days a week. So like, what do you mean? Like, there's no need for you to be here five days a week. And that just may be not a realist. You don't, you don't need that. You've got so much other stuff going on in your life. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't need to do that. You've got to make baby steps and slowly grow into it. And it reduces the overwhelm when shit hits the fan. Yeah, and for some, right. and for someone who wants to come in four or five times a week, and then when they come in twice a week, it becomes a lot more manageable. So okay, I probably can't come in today. I've got this going on. I'll make this change. So then they, then they can see the that it's a positive behavioral change that they're adjusting to creating that lifestyle that they want. And then over time, it becomes more the norm. Then we incorporate a third day after a couple of months. And maybe after several months, we incorporate a fourth day, and that might be the norm moving forward for them. And then we just yeah, hundred percent. Like we just hit the nail on the head. It's just that overwhelm. So, I mean, if you do two days and they can't do the Thursday, then they can do the Friday with you. They're still getting the two days of quality strength training in. And once we can actually see that they can pick, um, you know, I always have a chat with my athletes. Like, can you keep up with the demand of this? Can you do this? Are you happy doing that? You know, you're not feeling overwhelmed. You're not feeling tired. You're not feeling stressed. And then we we'll say, cool. Let's have a look at your whole overall week. Right now, maybe we can add a third day in. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And then you're the same because we don't want, you know, a lot of others that I have as well, they bring themselves to the gym. They get there by public transport. It's like if you're traveling 40 minutes one way, 40 minutes the other, plus the other stress of walking from the train station to here to there, you know, maybe do we just keep it at two and keep two very good quality sessions? You know what I mean? Until things change. Yeah. And yeah, then the hot school holidays might hit. Uh, you're, you might change schools, you might even finish up school as well, or you might end up moving to the next year level, you might have more free. So you have the opportunity to come in that third session, you'll take advantage yeah. of the time that you have. The time's obviously the, the critical element that we can't change as well. Um, any final thoughts, Costa? Any, anything, any resources that would be valuable for parents um, that you've kind of shared with other parents as well or other youth athletes? Probably not as much resources. Um, me just doing that um you know, talks and, you know, educating, you know, when people come to me and things like that. But there's so many, you know, you know, people looking for resources, especially parents, making sure you actually have a look what the person's done. Do you know what I mean? From the resources, because I'm seeing someone, oh, I saw this article. It's like, man, a 15-year-old kid could write that article. You never know where you're getting information from. So just yeah. actually have a look what they've done, you know, what education they've got, you know, who they've built up, who they've been behind. You know, and that's probably the biggest thing that I'm seeing is too many people are not looking where they get their research from and mm -hmm. where this boy came from. You know, someone says something, oh, I'm doing that. So, you know, all right, put that in Google and it's like, it's false information, but you heard someone up the road say it's good for them. But the truth is, it's not. Yeah, that's actually a really interesting point. I never thought about that in terms of like actually vetting the information itself actually double checking or fact checking that that information is actually accurate or correct or is it relevant to this time as well um and then obviously whoever wrote that piece or whoever's supplying that piece of information you know vetting them as well have they been in the industry you know i, I guess it goes back to the whole cane corns right i remember this like yesterday he's a prime example of saying saying things out of place without understanding the full context. Now, um, there's a, there a Gold Coast Suns AFLW player. She's a lot larger than the average player, but 
She's a full forward and she utilized her, her height and stature to her advantage, right? Then I'm thinking to myself, it's like, all right, if this, if this, this athlete, right, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but if she's using her size to her advantage and Kane Collins is like, nah, she needs to lose weight, she's too big. And I'm like, have you looked at her stat line? You know, is it actually a detriment to the team? You know, is she actually healthy? Have you looked at her vitals? Have you gone to the doctor and actually spoken to the, the club doctor and actually be like, all right, is this athlete actually doing, is, it, is she actually generally healthy and okay? She might be able to perform at a heavier body weight and then her stat line actually signifies that it might be more beneficial to the team and to her. So it's individuals like like Kane Corns have, you know, have spoken, I guess, out of turn or out of place with understanding the full breadth and the full context. But then again, he's paid to be, you know, him. He's paid to be this personality as well. So whether or not he's going to use uh, or get the all the information and be able to make more of a a, uh, a clearer judgment than just judging someone based purely on their appearance. That's exactly right. But yeah, just all the parents out there, whatever you hear, make sure you know where you're getting the, you know, who wrote the article, whatever that might look like, who's tried it, who's transferred, because there's just so much noise out there, especially through the social media. Now, Instagram just blowing up through the roof, people just writing whatever topics, you know what I mean, and contradicting themselves and, you know, a lot of podcasts too, they do things so they get a lot of shares and a lot of, you know, and then get more people on the, on the pod, you know, getting more people to listen to them, which helps them make more money. So a lot of these things are just becoming so so business driven as well. So making sure we know there's, there's they're backed. Everything that you hear, everything's backed. Yeah, we don't make money off this podcast. We just want to share this information because we feel like there's a big deficit in terms of getting good content out to parents and also to kids. Because if we know this actually correct, this leads leads out into I guess into the world. We know we we know that people are actually listening and then want to actually make a change and do it for positive reasons, and then not just go with the status quo just because it's always been in place there. Yeah, exactly right. Awesome. Thanks for your time, Costa. I really appreciate it. Um, if for everyone else, I'll see you on the next one. You have just listened to the Inner Athlete Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to stay up to date with the release of weekly episodes. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram to get great tips on all things youth athlete development and youth mentoring.